see your circumstances should not decide your confession your confession should decide your circumstances i hear what i'm saying you see a lot of things would always happen sometimes that are beyond your control but you must always ensure that you align the circumstances of life right in your favor you align it in your favor and one of the ways you do that is by the words that you say in Job 22 and verse 28, right, um, that was quoted earlier, the Bible says, You shall decree a thing and it will be established unto you. What you decree is what God establishes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What you decree is what God establishes. It's not what you know that God establishes, it's what you decree. Because how we bring things to pass on this earth is by saying it. You shall have whatsoever you say, no, you shall have whatsoever you think. That's where the teachers of the law of attraction got it wrong. They say, if you can think it, you can get it. That is true to an extent, but it's an incomplete truth. And an incomplete truth is as dangerous as falsehood. It is what you say that the Bible guarantees that you will have. Your life would always gravitate in the direction of your confession. And so I want you to declare, say, this week is my best week yet. It is my week of increase. Everything works in my favor in this new week the things that have not worked they will work this week the things are already working they will not stop working if you believe you say very big amen it's 10 days to could revival hallelujah i don't know i'm so excited about this year's could revival so so excited in my spirit so so excited because something is about to shift something is about to shift you know usually I, I, i'm a planner and like two months ago, um, I already planned the messages for Kudre Revival. And this week, this week just changed everything. He said, this year, focus on just two things. Increase and rising out of smallness. Increase. So, at the Kudre Revival, the promise of God to us in this season, that's going to be the focus. You cannot be a part of Kudre Revival and your life will remain the same. It's not possible. Even if you don't want to change, it's too late for you not to change. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, you see, there is something called a corporate grace. Such that as long as you are under that grace, even when you don't exert too much effort on your own part, the grace will carry you. That was what happened to the children of Israel. As long as you are an Israelite, you will not be left behind in Egypt. When God told Moses, it is time for the children of Israel to go into the promised land. Everyone, including their cattle, including their animal, nothing was left behind. And the smart Egyptians, <laughs> the Bible says some of them followed alongside. He said, we are not going to stay in our own country. We are going to follow these people because there is a promise on their life. And so I would encourage you, make up your mind, schedule. You see, what you plan for is what you value. Whatever you don't plan for is not important to you. And gratefully, this year there are public holidays, two days, right? Thursday and Friday during the Kodre revival. So you have no excuse to be absent. Am I making sense? What cannot be an excuse? Clients cannot be an excuse. Let me tell you this. If you are running and you don't develop capacity, you will soon run out. You will soon run out. No one can say, ah, I need to do some things before you see. <laughs> like I, I, I was saying this morning earlier, when you take public transport, have you ever seen a public driver, public transport driver, right? Buy a 5,000 naira for before. Have you ever seen them say, fill the tank? No. What do they buy? 2K. 1K. Why? Because they are not going far. But if you are going to learning from Lagos and you are driving, you can't buy 2K. Why? Because your journey is far. 
When your journey is far, uh, and you have come to that awareness, you fill up before you start running. That's what God said to Elijah. The first time he brought the meal to him, he said, eat, because the journey is far. After he ate, he told him again, eat. You have not eaten enough, because where you are going is very far. And I said to you this morning, gateway, where we are going as a people is very far. We have not even started. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I don't know what God has done in your life since the beginning of this year, but it's the tip of the iceberg. In fact, it is the tip of the tip of the iceberg. So we have not even started. So get ready. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Look at your neighbor and say, get ready. God is about to turn everything around in your favor. Hallelujah. So we continue this morning in our series um, on Money Masterclass. And this morning I want to zero in on managing a financial breakthrough. Managing a financial breakthrough. On Wednesday, um, I taught on the principles of financial abundance. I'm going to continue that at the midweek recharge because we didn't even get up to half of where I wanted us to get to. So we're going to complete that um, at the midweek recharge. So I'd encourage you to get the message. It's on the website. Right, at the gatewayng.org and it's on the YouTube page, so make sure you listen to it. Luke chapter 12, verse 16 to 21. We're going to be reading two passages of the scripture this morning. Luke 12, 16 to 21 and 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 1 to 7. Luke 12, verse 16 to 21. Luke, we are looking into the book of Luke. <laughs> Alright, so I want you to clear your throats. <clears throat> And um, you are going to read like your voice is yours. You know, there's a way you can read as if you borrowed the voice. You know, when you borrow something, you don't use it much. So that the owner will not complain. <laughs> but when your, something is yours, you use it like you will use it. So this morning you are going to read like your voice is yours, right? Alright, can we have it to the King James, please? Okay, don't worry, if you can't get that, let's just read it in this version. It says the same thing. Let's go, one, two. Then he told them a parable. A rich man's land was very productive. He thought to himself, what should I do? Since I don't have anywhere to store my crops, I will do this. He said, I'll tear down my bands and build bigger ones and store all my grain and my goods there. Then I'll say to myself, you have many goods stored up for many years. Take it easy. Eat, drink, and enjoy yourself. But God said to him, you fool, this very night, your life is demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? That's how it is with the one who stores up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Second Kings chapter 4 and verse 1 to 7. Second Kings chapter 4 and verse 1 to 7. The Bible says, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. I want us to notice something where in that place where I just read. This man was a prophet. Yet the Bible says that he died in death. So, if you are very spiritual and don't learn about finances, you may die in debt. In fact, you may die poor, but that will not be your story. In the name of Jesus. So it is one thing to walk with God. It's another thing to learn his wisdom concerning specific areas of your life. That's why you've seen deacons that slap their wives. 
Because you can be an expert at speaking tongues, but not understand how to manage a home. Am I making sense this morning? Alright. So, you can keep going. Just go to the next verse. Already, I've read that part. Let me just use mine. And Elisha said unto her, what shall I do for you? Tell me. What do you have in your house? And she said, your handmaiden does not have anything in the house except a pot of oil. Then he said, go, borrow the vessels abroad of all your neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door upon you and your sons. And you shall pour out into all those vessels. And you will set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons. Who brought the vessels to her? And she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full. That she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, and pay your debts, and leave thou and thy children of the rest. May the Lord bless the reading of his words in Jesus' name. I want us to realize this morning that financial breakthroughs are real. What did I say? Financial breakthroughs are what? They are real. If you don't believe it, you won't experience it. And there are different ways God can bring a financial breakthrough into our lives. Now, when you're talking about a breakthrough, it simply means that you are changing dimensions. You are moving from one level to the other. Sometimes, what God brings into our life as a breakthrough is often unrecognized by us. That's why we squander it. And let me tell you this, when God brings about a breakthrough in your life, if you don't realize that it is a breakthrough, you see, that breakthrough may be terminated. Even when it has not accomplished the purpose of which God brought it into your life. For instance, you look at the rich fool here. And look where we read. Look chapter 12. The Bible says that the ground, that's why I love the way the King James Version puts it. It says that the ground of the certain man, certain rich man, brought forth plentifully. So what that simply means is that it wasn't the expertise of the man that brought forth the plenteousness. As a matter of fact, if you read further down, the Bible says that he said to himself, what will I do? It means he was not planning for it. He was not expecting it. It was a windfall. It was something that came suddenly. Or even if he had the desire for a breakthrough, it came in a dimension that he was not expecting. And you see, the thing about a breakthrough is when you don't recognize it for what it is. Because everyone under the sound of my voice, trust me, you have experienced a breakthrough in your finances at one point or the other. Let me tell you this, if you are a student that have left school, right? And when you started working, your first salary is a breakthrough. Because when you were in school, you were not earning anything. And most likely, your first paycheck, most likely, was greater than your pocket money as a student. And that was a breakthrough because you had changed dimensions in terms of finances. But many of us don't see it that way. And that's why it never lasts. Oftentimes, what we were once excited about, we start complaining about. Haven't you noticed? That when people get increase in paycheck, when they get a contract, a massive one, they are so excited. But over time, they begin to complain about that same thing. It is not enough. It is not enough. And now tell us how to put an end to that today. A financial breakthrough in this context, we need to understand, is an unexpected financial provision or supply. And one of the hallmarks of the rich fool was that he mismanaged his financial breakthrough. 
And let me make this clear this morning. Because I've had a lot of people erroneously preach over the years. That the reason the Bible called him a rich fool was because he was rich. That's not true. It was not a fool because he was rich. It was a fool because the Bible says that he was not rich toward God. There was no plan for what God brought into his life. He did not even acknowledge. You see, the Bible says the ground of a certain man brought forth plenteously. He did not even acknowledge that it was God that caused the ground to bring about that increase. In everything he said, he said, I will build bigger bands. I will do this. I will do that. There was no acknowledgement of God. He said, I will say to my soul. That was one of the greatest mistakes, what he said. Which I'm going to talk about this morning. It's one of the greatest mistakes anybody can make in their finances. He says, I will say to my soul, eat, relax, and enjoy yourself. And God said, ah, you have missed it. You have missed it. Because oftentimes, when you experience a breakthrough, what often comes into your life is that, you know, uh, um, how do I put it now? Is that satisfaction? Is that um, uh, um, premature, you know, satisfaction? You unconsciously tell yourself, oh, I don't need to exert more energy. Now I'm, be- I'm able to do what I was not able to do before. What was once a prayer point is now my reality. So what do I need to do? Just relax. Have a good time. Take a chill pill. Just relax. And God said, you are a fool. May God not look in your direction and call you a fool. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Because if we are to go by what the Bible says, a lot of people, when God looks in their direction, God considers them as fools. God considers them as fools. And let me tell you this. The thing about the financial breakthrough is that it is seasonal and it is cyclical. It will not always happen. But in the life of every believer, there are times that God will bring it into your life. And you see, if you don't manage it well, (laughs) when it comes, how soon another one repeats itself is dependent on how you manage the last one. Because let me tell you this, God is not a waster of resources. The Bible says that Jesus wanted to feed 5,000 men, not accounting for the women and the children. Theologians told us that there were 15,000 in that meeting. After they eventually discovered there were five loaves and everything was miraculously supplied. You know what Jesus said? Gather the fragments. Gather what? He said, gather the fragment. Let nothing be wasted. Gather the fragments. Oh, I'm sure the disciples must have wondered, why, why do we need to, anytime we need bread, can't we just multiply it again? Ah, you are the one that did this now. In fact, people call scripture to God, the same God. Are you not the same? Yesterday, today, and forever. They won't sing it. But let me tell you this, there are things that God will do in your life once or twice. And that abyss and breakthrough should be enough to last you a lifetime. I hear what I'm saying. Because see, the faithfulness of God is such that he will never allow any believer to be at a point in their life where they will say, when you have lived all your life, that God was not faithful to you. Or God never gave you the opportunity to break out of certain cycles. You may not take advantage of it. You may not recognize it when it comes. But that God did not bring it into your life is a lie. It's a lie. See that also in the life of the prophet's widow. What she needed for the breakthrough was something in her house. But she despised it. You see, the prophet asked, what do you have in your house? He said, nothing. He said, but the pot of oil. I said, that's the key to the next level. Because also, God will never allow you to be at a point where there will be nothing in your hand that you can use to create your next level. 
there is always something. It can be a relationship. It can be an idea. It can be a strategy. It can even be, but there would always be something. There would always be something. Always. Somebody say always. There's always something. So a financial breakthrough can come in form of an inheritance. Also, it can come in the form of a successful investment. You make, made an investment. Maybe you had even forgotten about the investment. Or you thought the investment would never yield that much. Maybe you had one land <laughs> in one bush many years ago. And now it just dawned on you. Like I remember many, I think like two, three years ago, when I was talking with um, one of our members sent me a message and he said, Pastor, you won't believe that. I said, believe what? At this point of my life, I can't believe anything. <laughs> he said, I bought a land. He said, like five years ago. He said, but maybe he said 650 or 700 thereabouts. He said, no, the land is over 3 million within five years. He had even forgotten. So he was looking for a buyer. He said, unfortunately, at this point, I mean, I'm not interested. I'll help you ask people. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So it can come in the form of a successful investment. It can come in the form of winning a lottery, even though we don't encourage it. Baba, Baba, what do they call it now? Baba Jeb, we even know it. I hope you've not been playing it. <laughs> you know what I wanted to say, Baba Blue? <laughs> For you to know that that's not my world at all. <laughs> you know, Baba Jebu, you play and you win. You blow. Eventually, become blue, blue. <laughs> because such blowing don't last. It just blows you away. I remember one guy that won 70 million, was it last year? That was all over the news. I'm sure if you go and trace that guy now, his life may be worse off. I'm telling you. And I'll tell you why. It's like, in fact, the fact that it was all over the news was his undoing. Because there are people that discovered that shouldn't have discovered. A financial breakthrough can also come in the form of a gift. A gift. So, for instance, maybe your paycheck, let's say it's 200,000 or 300,000, and you do something, or somebody just gives you a gift 500k. <laughs> one million. <laughs> you don't know that that's a breakthrough. But because it's not 10 million. It's not one, one million dollar. One million. Because it does not come in that volume. See, let me tell you something about the breakthrough. Sometimes it comes in trickles. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Especially for business people. Please listen to this. Sometimes your breakthroughs will come in trickles. It may not come as a windfall. But you will just see that at a point in your life, in a season... Clients are just coming back to back, back to back. You will be very foolish at that point in time. To start buying all the clothes you've always desired. You'll be very foolish. Because at that point, things will become attractive to you. The things you didn't see before, you will start saying those things. Haven't you noticed that the day you decide you want to buy a car, you begin to see that car all over Lagos? Where the car's not there before. Because your reticular activating system has come alive. So it is seeing it everywhere. That is what happens when you experience a breakthrough. The things you've not seen before that has always been there, you begin to see those things. Blindness sometimes is a gift. It's a gift. And you can choose your own blindness. There are times you must choose to be blind to certain things. I'm jumping ahead of myself this morning. Next, a financial breakthrough can come in the form of a salary increase or a new job. I'm giving us examples of how to recognize a financial breakthrough this morning. A salary increase or a new job. Also, a financial breakthrough can come in form of a business expansion. A business expansion. 
So you realize that your business is doing more volumes. You are turning to more clients, selling more products. More people are engaging your services. That's a breakthrough. You know what many people think is a breakthrough as believers? <laughs> Sometimes it amazes me where people get those ideologies from. What people think is a breakthrough is that one day you are sitting in your house. In fact, you are sleeping. At the time, everybody has gone to work. And somebody is banging on your door. Bah, 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 bah. In fact, annoyingly, it's, it's the knocking and the banging that wakes you up. So you wake up annoyingly. Who is that? Who is that? Say, ah, oh, we are sorry. Oh, we are sorry. They even beg you. You are sleeping. 11 a.m. They are begging you. They should slap you. Begging you. Say, ah, oh, we are sorry, sir. We are sorry, sir. So we are looking for Pastor Kidola. Well, not me. You can't find me in that situation. <laughs> we are looking for Mr. Chukucheka. <laughs> say, ah, I am the one. Say, ah, praise the Lord. You say, hallelujah. Say, I've been looking for you, sir. He said, why? He said, last night, the angel of the Lord told me to bring this 10 million naira to you. If I could not sleep overnight, this is it. I want to have my peace. Take it, take it. Please, I take it. I need to now take it. That's, it. That's it. That's what many of us... Can it happen? Yes. Does it happen every time? No. Do you have control over it? No. See, let me tell you something. As a child of God, learn to focus on the things you can control and leave what you can't control to God. That's a problem with many believers. So someone shares that testimony. Everybody's expecting it. In fact, when they are praying, what they are praying is, God, the way you did it for Mr. Shukusheka, that is how I want you to do it for me. Where did you see that in the Bible? And they even see, people, you see, the thing about the Bible is, if you don't understand it in context, that's why this year one of our goals is to make sure everybody in the Gateway Church reads the Bible through. That's why we drop a Bible reading plan there every day. If you are not reading, you are doing yourself a disservice. Because people can take a scripture to mean anything when it is taken out of context. And people will even go to God. God, you are the one that said. The same God is which unto all that call upon him. So I call upon you. You did it for him. You can do it for me. Hmm. Please, God can do that like I said. Because with God, there is nothing that is impossible. But are you going to wait for that for the rest of your life? God can heal you miraculously without you doing anything on your own part. But you may wait for 38 years. Like the man at the pool of Bethesda. At 38 years of your life, you may be dead. The man at the pool of Bethesda was there waiting for someone to help him. And Jesus came there. 38 years. Jesus died at 33 and a half years. So it means he had been there before Jesus was born. He said, do you want to be healed? He said, ah, I have no man. That was an intervention because all over scriptures, there was nowhere it was mentioned again that Jesus healed anybody in that manner. Everyone that was healed, they were given a task to do, including the whole testament. Name man, you want to be healed, go and watch seven times. If you like, watch six and a half times, you will die with your leprosy. Seven times. And when he did it seven times, but this man, he did nothing. Jesus told him, take up your bed and walk. It was a supernatural enablement because that man did nothing. Can it happen? Yes. Should you wait for it? No. Because the same God that fed the children of Israel in the wilderness. You know, I think I said it like two weeks ago. I was so blessed. I was listening to my pastor, you know. Two weeks ago also, I just was watching the message last week. And I realized that the same Sunday I said it, he also said the same thing in their church. That when you step into the promised land, God stops the manna from flowing. You see, you can choose as a believer to live in the wilderness all your life. 
Or you can choose to live in the promised land. In the promised land, there is no free lunch. In the promised land, you must plant, but there will be harvest. Can God feed you miraculously as a child of God? Yes, but you will always live at a survival level. And let me tell you this, such people are not useful to God's agenda. Because the person that has not survived, how can God use you to take nations? He says you will lend to the poor. If you yourself, they need to lend to you. How can you lend to the poor? Is somebody hearing what I'm saying this morning? So please, when it comes to a breakthrough, we need to, um, is it reorientate? Am I correct? Ourselves. We need to do that. That's what the Bible says in Romans 12 and verse 2. It says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It simply means change the way you are thinking about a specific subject. Change it. Change it. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles 20. Second Chronicles chapter 20. And verse 22 to 25. Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 22 to 25. I want us to all read it together. 20 to 25. Are we ready? Want to go. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord said, please hold on. Could it be that there is a difference between singing and praising? Because they didn't say they sang praise. He said they began to sing and to praise. So maybe you need to ask yourself, sometimes when you are singing in church, are you really praising God? That's not the topic for today, but they are different. You can see the Bible says, and. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord sent ambushment against the children of Ammon, Moab and Monsiah, which were come against Judah. And they were smitten, verse 23, for the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Monsiah utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Sire, everyone helped to destroy one another. And when Judah came toward the water in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude and behold, they were dead bodies falling to the earth and none escaped. Keep going. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with dead bodies and precious Jews, which they stripped off, right, for themselves. More that they could carry. And they were three days in gathering of the spoil. It was so much. I read that, I made us read that to say this, that in this season, God will give you a blessing that will be too much. In the name of Jesus. God will do in your life that which people will see and they say, ah, it is too, too much for her. You don't understand. You know there are things that if you use now, people may not say that it's too much for you. But there are things that when it begins to happen in your life, people will know that ah, it's too much for your level. Why? Because there is no, there is no precedence in your family. I decree and I declare, come into your season of too much. In the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare in this season you have more than enough. More than enough. More than enough. Somebody say more than enough. I want you to shout and say more than enough. That is what God is going to do in this season. The Bible says that they were gathering it for three days. Three days. It means they resume. Please sit down. That was their work. They woke up and they were harvesting. <laughs> They were harvesting. The Bible says in the garden of the spoil, and it was so much. It was so much. That business that is not having enough clients, I decree and declare, within these 90 days, it will have too much clients. In the name of Jesus. Someone that is selling you are into product, what is going to happen in these 90 days is you will be trying to catch up with the demands of your clients. The order will be too much. In the name of Jesus. The order will be too much. 
for every job seeker, I decree and declare multiple offers. In this season, multiple offers. In the name of Jesus. The offers will be too much. In the name of Jesus. The offers will come in a dimension that you will have to pray to know which one to choose. In the name of Jesus. So shall you be in Jesus' name. If you believe you say very big amen. Please be seated. So a financial breakthrough can come as an event. Number two, it can come in a season. That's what we see that happened here. This was an event in the life of the children of Israel. And that event never happened twice. This was the only time it happened. So a financial breakthrough can come as an event. As an event, same thing with the prophet's widow. The Bible never told us that she, she experienced it twice. That was the only time she experienced it. But it was enough to last her for a lifetime. Remember the, pro, um, the widow that also encountered Elijah. That Elijah told, make for me first. After that time, Elijah didn't perform that miracle again in her house. That once was enough. So there are times when a financial breakthrough will come as an event. Number two, there are times when it will come as a season. A season of life. And that one is the most interesting part for me. <laughs> a season. Because let me tell you this. Everybody will experience a season. Let me tell you this now. If you are within a specific age range, which most of us in the Gateway Church are, you are in a season of financial breakthrough. Because if you don't manage this season of your life well, ah, most times when people retire, their earning capacity reduces. That's why you see a lot of athletes. They make so much money. Haven't you seen act- artists, actors, actresses that are sick and they are begging for their medical bills online? There was a time that would have been an impossibility. There was a season of their life when they were experiencing the windfall. But they were buying the latest gadgets. Buying the biggest cars. Going for all the parties. Buying all the Ashwabees. Because if I don't go, how will they feel? What will they say? If you go, they will talk. If you don't go, they will still talk. You must be in control of the narrative of your life. Why do people mismanage financial breakthroughs? Let's get that out of the way. I will talk about the instructions for managing a financial breakthrough. Why? Number one, they are obsessed with and completely focused on themselves. The first reason people mismanage financial breakthroughs is an obsession with self. We see that in the life of the rich fool. Everything he was talking about was me. I will build bigger bands. I will tear down the ones I have. I, I, I. Nobody was mentioned. No family member. We don't even know maybe he was married, if he had children. Nobody. Supposedly he was a Jew. You see, and let me tell you this, this was not a parable. Because the Bible says a certain man, it happened to one person. Always recognize the narratives of the scriptures. When it says a certain man, it simply means he's referring to somebody. It's just like when he spoke about the, a, a rich man, right, that Lazarus fed under his table. He spoke about what happened when they got to heaven. That was not a parable. That was a real life story. So we saw that the man was obsessed with self. Everything was about him. Let me tell you this. If all you are always thinking about is yourself, when a breakthrough comes, haven't you seen men that when they begin to experience a financial breakthrough, you can see it on them, but you can't see it on their family. A man, red shoe, green shoe. When you are not a woman, are you transgender? Or confused about your identity? Lemon shoe. A man. And you have not thought about it. That, ah, my wife needs to change her wardrobe. 
let me tell you, as a man, the best way to display your breakthrough is on your wife and your family. That's how we know you are doing well. But you, you are wearing the latest thing. Your, 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 your children's shoes, they are already singing hallelujah. It has visited Kobla several times. Even the Kobla is rejecting it. They have given them a warning. Don't bring it. If you bring it, you know, there are some shoes they say you can use it to cost people. <laughs> so don't bring this in again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Can't be obsessed with it. And as a woman, too, there are some women that have this ideology. His money is our money. My money is my money. That's a demonic ideology. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's because it's not biblical. His money is our money. Soldier of Christ. <laughs> it's only those that attended Tribes Day that can understand that joke. It's an inside joke. <laughs> Soldier of Christ. Yeah, I remember I was saying it's first lady and Mr. Ezekiel was sitting beside me. I said, soldiers always die in battle. Most of them don't make it home. <laughs> Praise God. Number two reason people mismanage financial breakthroughs is because they weren't expecting it. They weren't expecting it. The man said, what will I do with this increase? What will I do? <laughs> As a believer, you must always be in a constant state of expectancy. Always. Always. That doesn't stop you from doing your work, but you must always be in an ex- a, state, a state where you're expecting a miracle. That God can move on my behalf at any time. Am I making sense this morning? Number three, people mismanage financial breakthroughs because they had no plans for the breakthrough. Because really, what you don't expect, you won't plan for it. You won't plan for it. There must always be a plan in your life per time. If 10 billion enters my account today, it will not miss root. There's a plan for it. There must always be a plan. As a business person, if somebody comes down and gives you a project of one billion, would the first thing you go and do is buy a G wagon? Is there a plan for business expansion? Is there a plan? Or the first thing you just go and change your wardrobe? All the clothes I did not wear growing up, it's now time to wear it. You see, when you see the way some people buy clothes and shoes, you know they were deprived growing up. They are trying to make up for what they didn't have when they were young. You know, it's very possible. It's a syndrome that most times when the people are suffering from it, they don't know. So maybe you had one shoe growing up. You saw your friends. They had the latest Nikes and Adidas. You couldn't wear it. Now you are an old man with a family. You have red Nike, green Nike, yellow Nike. What's wrong with you? Grow up. People also mismanage financial breakthroughs because they believe a financial breakthrough will always happen. So the same God that did this, he will do it again. Really? He has done it before. He will do it again. Not every time, sir. Not every time. Already explained that. People also mismanage financial breakthroughs because they are unaware of the purpose of the breakthrough. They are unaware of the purpose. And when the purpose of the thing is not known, abuse is inevitable. Number six, people mismanage financial breakthroughs because they are ignorant in the management of resources. They are ignorant. They don't know how to manage resources. So what are the instructions for managing a financial breakthrough? Are we ready this morning? So if you've not been paying attention before, please, now is the time that I need your rapt attention. To manage a financial breakthrough, number one, be discreet about it. Please write it down if you are taking notes. If you have a phone, if you don't have a notepad, write it on your phone. See, what I'm going to share with you this morning, you may not need it immediately. You will need it eventually. You will need it eventually. You will need it eventually. Number one, be discreet. 
Don't tell anybody that does not need to know, especially family and friends, that you have experienced a financial breakthrough. Don't. 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 <laughs> especially, you know, there are some people that when you share a testimony with them, they feel entitled and they believe that they should have a share of your breakthrough. I know a share. I'm just emphasizing it so you get a share. Like this. Ah. You know, some people, have, especially in Nigeria, I don't know about other culture, we have a mindset that once somebody succeeds in our family, we all succeeded. I said, ah, Uncle Mini. Ah, Bodami. Ah, hey, Bomi. <laughs> My brother, he has made it. We have all made it. That's why sometimes, see, I understand the context in which we live as Nigerians. That's why some, see, sometimes the people in political offices, they are not even the ones that want to steal. It's their family members that pressure them into stealing. Because of some of the things they tell them, ah, you are a counselor now. We don't even, we can't even feel it. Ah, ah, tell Molara. Ah, you supposed to Molara? <laughs> How? He went there to serve the public, not to serve the family. You know, people even say, ah, if you come back from that place, ah, and you come back the same, you are, you are, shame on you. Like, disgrace to this family. So you see people, they keep stealing and stealing. That's why the stealing, it never ends. It never ends. Because when you build a house for one, your uncle too will hear you have built a house for your father. And he will remind you, how one day your father could not afford your school fees. And it, it was the one that paid it. And he will tell you, after everything I did for you, now God has lifted you. Don't you know that when God lifted Joseph to prime minister, he didn't send the message home. He was not a prime minister. He never, he waited for them to discover it. That's a problem with many of us. The moment there is a breakthrough, you get an increase in salary. One of the questions I ask people close to me, oh, oh, pastor, I've gotten this job and everything, you know. Oh, this is how much it pays me. The first question I always ask is, who have you told it's a mistake. You gotta announce to me, especially if you come from a family where everybody's still trying to grow. The day there is a problem, if you don't help, they will think you're an evil person. Even when they don't tell you, there's a way they'll be looking at you, you are evil. And let me tell you this not everybody can undo that emotional pressure. Not everybody. So the first law to managing a financial breakthrough is to be discreet. Ecclesiastes 5 and verse 11. The Bible says, when goods increase, they increase that hits them. When goods what? Increase. Those that eat it will also increase. So when you have announced to the whole world that you have increased, aha, the people that you never knew that were your family members, they will begin to show up. <laughs> I remember sometimes, like two years ago, you know, I started getting calls from some people trying to introduce themselves. I block the numbers straight. So when you start introducing yourself, I don't know you. So, oh, Mamini, you don't know me. I was the this one of this one. I don't even have any memory of it. When I was struggling, you didn't notice me. But now you saw me on Facebook. You announced that. No, 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 no. And that's why being discreet is not just by words. Some of us is in what you post. Just post everything. You have bought a car finally. The next place. Your car has not even gotten home. Your wife has not seen it. Social media has seen it. Oftentimes what happens is that that breakthrough will not last. Because those that eat it will increase. So everybody places a demand. That's the first reason. 
That's the first thing you must do to manage your financial breakthrough. Be discreet. Be discreet. There is a level. You see, the Bible says that when Mary was pregnant, she didn't go announcing to people. Read your Bible, Matthew chapter 1. The Bible says that Mary was found with child. Not that Mary announced she was pregnant. There are things that eventually they will announce themselves. Let it announce itself. Don't be the one blowing the trumpet all over town. Because as you are blowing the trumpet, we attract all manner of people into your life. The entitled, and let me tell you this, it's not that they like you. What attracted them is the breakthrough. When it finishes, they will disappear. Will disappear. Go and check many heads of state. I remember somebody died recently. You know, a popular person in this country. And when I saw it, I was just like, I thought he, was, he had been dead a long time ago. You know why? When people are in office, everybody comes around them. It's not them that people like. It's the office they represent. And if they are not wise too, they will surround themselves with psychophants. So they see many people who have, that have been in positions of power and influence, when they leave those positions, they, are, they usually die depressed. Because they just realize that all the people that used to be around me, they are gone. It's not you that they like. For instance, I would be deluded to think everybody in the gateway church likes me. It's just the fact that most pastors don't want to tell themselves. Many people will like, many church members like their pastor because of what pastor will do for them. That's just a fact. I'll be deluded to think it is me that everybody likes. It's one of the sanity my pastor gave me very early in ministry. So the moment you stop adding value, you are done. You are as valuable as you add value to people. You don't like to hear that, right? But it's the truth. <laughs> if when you came, your life was not changing, will you still come back? Say, Pastor, I like you, but my life is not changing. <laughs> and verse 3. The Bible says, in that, please, let's have it on the screen. Proverbs 13 and verse 3. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 3. Can we read together one to go? He that keeps his mouth does what? He keeps his life. But he that opens wide his lips shall do what? Have destruction. That's why your finances are being destroyed because your mouth is too wide. If you keep your mouth, you will keep that money. Keep your mouth shut. Look at your neighbor and say, be discreet. Oh, you are not saying it like I want you to say. Say, be discreet. It is not everyone you share a testimony with. Sometimes, many of us even share testimony because we want to show off. Not because we want to testify. We show off. You know, it's not even every pastor that can do testimonies. Unfortunately so. I will share testimony with, and the next thing they are expecting their share. After two weeks, after sharing testimony, I tell you what, but my hand is still here now. I'm not, I'm not now putty. So be careful. Know the people you can share certain things with, and you know the people you should share it with. The people that can handle it. Number two, the people that are at that same level, because they won't be threatened by it, and they won't be entitled towards it. Number two, to manage a financial breakthrough, budget your finances. Hmm. The B word. Many of us don't like to hear it. Budget what? People say, ah, the money is not much. It will never be much. See, what you are currently spending now, there was a time that it was a dream. Yes or yes? That time, if they are giving you the money you have now, if they are giving you 10 years ago, it will be a breakthrough. See, if you don't budget your money, breakthroughs will be coming in and out of your life and you will not know. Some of us, you know what you need to do? Go and print your bank statements in the last one year. You will be shocked at how much has passed through your account. 
you will be shocked. But different things have taken away the breakthrough. Different things. Because you didn't budget it. A budget is you telling your money. Please write this down. For those of us that are hearing it for the first time. A budget is you telling your money where to go before it comes. Instead of wondering where it went after it has gone. You know some people do their budgets after they have spent the money. So how did you spend the money? They are now trying to remember. Uh, you can't remember. You're, you are not that smart. That's not, your mind is not essentially for storage. It's meant for creativity. That's why it does not remember everything. So budget your finances. Budget your finances. Budget your finances. Especially for those of us that are extroverted in nature. Your personality type, you're extroverted. You, you just believe, ah, how much is the money that I'll be budgeting? See, life is about fun. Let's enjoy it while it lasts. Budget your finances. Tell your money where to go. So when you have a windfall that is beyond the bracket of your budget, I'll tell you what to do with it. Huh? When something is more than what you have budgeted, there are things you do with those kind of money. It's not to go and buy the next shiny thing. It's not. Let me tell you this. Everything I will buy in terms of purchase this year, I wrote it December 2022. Personally and for our house, nothing can be bought beyond that. Anything that comes beyond what we budgeted for, oh, there's a place it goes. Many people increase their lifestyle the moment extra comes. <laughs> I laugh in French. Because a day is going to come. See, every year of abundance is always followed by years of famine. Every. And it's not a demon. It's the way our world exists. In the days of Abraham, there was famine. In the days of Isaac, there was famine. In the days of Jacob, there was famine. There will always be famine. So the problem is not with famine. The problem is what you do in the days of abundance. There was an economic crash that happened in 2008. Another one is coming very soon, in case you don't know. If you're a student of finances, that's one of the things I emphasize at the midweek charge on Wednesday, is that you should study money. You should read books on finances. Many of us only read books on demonology, as if they're a demon. Why, why must every day demon, demon, demon? You want to join them? Heaven, heaven, third heaven, seven heaven. Are you going there now? The things that pertain to your life here on earth, you know nothing about. And let me tell you this one of the things you cannot avoid is the subject of money. Money is like air. The lower the supply you have of it, the greater your, the greater your, um, the lesser your chances of survival. So budget your finances. Budget your finances. As a kingdom person, you should budget for kingdom investments. Budget your tithes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Like we already established, the tithe is the principle of honor. That's the first thing that leaves. It is already a budget. It's not a, um, See, anything that you leave to emotion will never be done. Are just so after budgeting your ties, your kingdom investments, number two, your budget savings. Saving is as spiritual as titan. If you are a titan, you are not a saver, you may still suffer. Saving is as what? It's as spiritual as titan. Some of us have had me say that over and over. You don't even want me to say it again. I will keep saying it. Because I know some of us are still not saving. How do I know? By the spirit. And some of you, some people close to me have reported you. And before I come to meet you personally, <laughs> just joking. But please save. Your savings will save you. 
in the day of adversity. Your savings will what? Oh, like, hey, you know, this one is not enough. I will save in the next one. Ah, that's what you will say to the next one too. That's what you haven't you noticed that that's what you always say. And hey, the next one I will save from it. And hey, the next one I will save hey, the next one. Until a whole year passes. Or it is October, you now realize, hey, I've not saved anything. In your budget should also be rent. See, rent is not an emergency. There are things I don't help people out. I don't give people aid for. One of it is rent. Except if you go through a financial crisis, a life-threatening situation that wipes out. But that you had one year. Not one year. One year. <laughs> and you knew rent was coming. It's not that maybe you were going through financial hardship. You were handed. You were making money. One month to house rent, you are now binding landlord. He will remember. For I pray for you in the name of Jesus, he shall remember. So that you will be a more responsible human being. Your rent because as long as you are still alive, if you've not bought a house of your own or built a house of your own, you will pay rent. And let me tell you this if you are smart enough, if you are still living with someone, create a percentage of your finances as rent, even if you are not paying any rent. That's a wisdom a lot of young people don't have. So you are making money, you are a young person, you are living with someone, they are not placing any demand on you, you are spending all the money. Continue, continue. So when you now want to get your own place, you will now start from ground zero. Don't do that to yourself. That's not a smart way to live. In fact, that's not a Christ-like way to live. That's not a Christ-like way to live. God planned the coming of Jesus over 2,000 years before he showed up. From the Garden of Eden. He told the serpents. He said, the seed of the woman will bruise your head. He planned. You one year, you are not planning. Plan your, your rent. A budget for your rent, budget for your utilities. How much is electricity? When you have a budget, but don't just be using light anyhow. Everybody's just turning on AC, turning on everything anyhow. In my house, they know. Once the meter reaches one particular, I start switching things off. The fact that we can afford it doesn't mean we should be spending it. No, 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 no. Don't believe in that. First thing, I go and turn up the dispenser. That one I noticed. I've tracked the things that consume power in the house. So I'll be putting it off. Freezer, I want to freeze to put it off. Let's <laughs> put it off. Check the rooms. AC, put it off, put it off. You have received enough cold. Let the one you have received on your body. Let it be cooling you. <laughs> I remember when the first lady told said, Ah, you didn't tell me I'll be suffering like this when you married you. I said, Don't worry, we are doing the suffering together. I'll put it off. See. <laughs> That's a budget. I said, but you can't just be saying the money is there, so we'll be using it. You see, the difference may be small to you, but when it accumulates over time, it's a lot. It's a lot. Budget for food. Don't eat your last supper. Huh? You are not about to go to the cross to die. Budget for food. Budget for food. Also, you need to budget entertainment. Because in life, you will have fun, right? Budget for it. And some of us like that. <laughs> Budget for it. Budget for it. If you go on vacation every summer, budget for it. Don't borrow money to go on vacation. You hear what I'm saying? If you can't afford this this year, let it inspire you to work longer and harder so that you'll go next year. If you don't go for vacation, you will not die. If the children don't go for vacation for two years, they will not die. If it's an opportunity to school them and train them, 
that we are working at that. Daddy and mommy is working more to save more. You know, in times there are, in life, there are times when you need to save. So that's what we're doing right now. Did you get the lesson? Yes, mommy. Good. Yeah, we get it. They say, ah, this student, they went to Dubai last year. This year they must go to London. Oh, who will pay the rent? Budget to entertainment. Some of us subscription, budget it. Netflix just removes money anyhow. Prime removes money. Show Max, they are just removing. In fact, they would have removed the money before you are aware. But, ah, I know the date of all my subscription. Any subscription I don't want to continue. I withdraw the money from the account they will remove it from. <laughs> so they will be sending me a message. You know, when they send a message, I'm saying, over time they will disconnect. I say, hey, that's what I wanted to do before. You are not getting the message. See, cable TV, DSTV, if you can't afford it, subscribe only during Christmas. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm sorry if you're working in DSCV. I'm not spoiling business for you. Before they come and use the cable to hang you, <laughs> cut it off. Thank God for mobile phone today. You can see a lot of things online. I remember when they wanted to do the coronation of King Charles. I told myself, ah, I'm going to subscribe to the DSCV again, you know, because I want to watch it live. My first thing just came and said, ah. So I was watching it on the TV in my office. She said, ah, you have subscribed. I said, no. I discovered a better way, YouTube. I said, I just, just don't on me that, ah, this is a British thing. BBC will stream it live. I said, I can't even download it. If I watch it on DSTV, it is gone. They will rebroadcast it. BBC, I can download it from your YouTube. I said, I'm watching it there. It has saved me one month of subscription eh, with extra view. <laughs> Number three, to manage your financial breakthrough, don't upgrade your lifestyle immediately. Don't upgrade your lifestyle immediately. When some people get a financial breakthrough, the next thing they change their accommodation. They move to an estate. You know some places, the estate due alone is more than the house rent of some areas. Due, annual due. But you, you don't know, you just ask for rent. It's when you're about to park in, they will now tell you, you know, to move your things inside this estate. This is the due. You're now wondering, no, the landlord didn't tell me. You're not supposed to tell you, you are supposed to find out. Security bill, they now tell you, now they are... <laughs> What other thing to say on this thing again? Service charge. Everything now combined. You now wonder, ah, this was my rent last year now. If you are not informed, you'll be deformed. So don't upgrade your lifestyle immediately. Warren Buffett, I watched an interview sometimes back, I think like two years ago. You know, and the interview, a BBC you know, journalist was asking him because he had been living in the same house that he bought in 1958. Same house. And Bill Gates is one of the, um, Warren Buffett is one of the top 10 richest people in the world. When he bought that house, he bought it for $31,500. And now that house is worth $652,000. That's 0.001% of his net worth. So they asked him, why haven't you left this place? He said, I'm happy here. He said, that if I feel I'll be happier someone else, and we moved here. <laughs> but now I'm happy here. Some of us just feel, ah, now the people like me at my status, at my level, I should not be living in this kind of house. I should not be driving this kind of car. You will soon go back to your original level. Don't worry. See, I have the mantra, I have a policy. Anything you cannot afford several times over, you can't afford it. So it's not that you can afford to pay for it once. So if you have two million naira, uh, a house of 1.5 million, you can't afford it. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's not your size. 
up, I have two million. Because it's amazing when people want to rent a house, they don't think of every other cost attached to it. You will paint. You rent a seven-bedroom duplex because you can afford it. You've forgotten that the bigger the space, the more the painting, the more the cutting, the more the furniture, the more the carpet, the more the AC or the fan, and the more the electricity. People don't think about all those things. Say, at my level, at my level. All the cars you've been using in your life are four plug cars. You now want to buy a V12 car. So the four you are using in one month, you are now using in three days. You're not saying there's a demon sucking your phone. No, you are the demon. <laughs> don't upgrade your lifestyle immediately. Next, number four, don't quit your job or become less active at work. Don't quit your job. And this applies directly to those of us that you are working and doing business. It's a big mistake when you get a breakthrough in your business. The next thing, you just quit work. Ah, no, 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 don't do that. You see, there is a spirit that comes with a financial breakthrough. It's a spirit that makes you to begin to feel you are now on the same level with those that have gone ahead of you. It now makes you feel, what is it? So your boss now corrects you at work. You give an attitude because of the money in the bank. That money may soon finish. You just made it once. Those ahead of you, they've made it several times over. What you need to start thinking is of how to multiply the money, not how to expend it. Not how to expend it. You see, any breakthrough God brings into your life, you should never fall below that level again till you die. So if God brings a five million naira breakthrough into your life, you should not fall into a thousand naira again. You should remain at that million level if you manage it well. Number next. I said earlier I was going to tell us what to do after you experience more than what you have budgeted for. You know what to do to that kind of money? Leave the money untouched for minimum two to six months. Eh? Pastor! Yes. That's how to develop financial discipline. Let the money be looking at you, you to be looking at it. Be waving at it every day. <laughs> That's how to develop financial discipline. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's how to develop it. Don't you just like it sometimes when money is in your account? How many of us, you hate it? Who likes it? Wave your hands. <sighs> Sometimes yes, the money just be there. Let it be breathing. Just leave it. Give the money. You know the reason why money does not come to some people? Because, you see, money is like a spirit. There's a reason they call it currency. Currency is something that flows. Because the money knows that anytime it comes to you, it always leaves immediately. So there's no point Google coming to you. So let it go to where it can stay. Just flows away from you. Leave the money untouched. Why? Proverbs 21 and verse 20. The Bible says there is treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise. It says, but a what? Let's all read it together. One to go. There is treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise. But a foolish man does what? Ask your neighbor, when last did you spend everything? No, ask, ask, ask. I don't worry. They can't do anything. I'm the one that gave you the authority. <laughs> so the last time you spent everything is the last time you demonstrated foolishness. I'm telling you. Thank God I'm not the one that said it. It's the Bible that said it. So you can't say, I came to church today. Pastor abused me. He said, a foolish man. He didn't say an ignorant man. He said, a foolish man spends everything. But you not there as a fool. Because sometimes you wonder in old age how some people are so penniless when they've earned so much in their lifetime. Why? They spent everything. 
I'm looking for things to skip. I actually have 15 I wanted to share with us, but time won't allow me to do that. Next, avoid asking financially uneducated friends and family for advice. Because you know what? When you start asking that advice, they will ask you, why are you asking me this? They will know money has entered your hand. Now ask them, you do business. Well, I feel when you ship with you, one million. What kind of business do you think someone can do with one million? That's what I said in my dialect. I say, ah, why are you asking? Do you have one million? I say, no, really. You already know. Already know. You see, you don't ask financial advice for someone that is still struggling financially. You know why? Beware of a naked man that wants to give you a shirt. Somebody is naked. He says, I want to give you my shirt. There's a proverb where I come from. They said, the person that will make, the tailor that will sew a cloth for you, you must first check the one he or she is wearing. You're asking for financial advice for someone that's not been able to manage their own finances. Well, really? Doesn't work that way. Have you been blessed this morning? Next, don't borrow your family and friends' money, especially those without financial integrity. Do I need to say that again? Don't borrow your friends and family money. Any money you cannot wave goodbye to, don't borrow it. You know why? You will lose the money. You will lose the friendship. Especially those that I emphasis on those that don't have financial integrity. There are some people that have financial integrity and they are ingenuine. Fine. But you say, even in that same vein, you must ensure you borrow what you can wave goodbye to. There's a proverb that says that it is money that destroys friendship. It doesn't have to. But you know, it's easier to borrow than it is to return. Haven't you noticed? It's easier to spend than to make. That's why it's people that are not earning, that are the best spenders. If they spend for you, we, eh? Because the person that works for the money will not spend it that way. Number next, don't invest in your family and friends' business or ideas. So you experience a financial breakthrough. People start bringing business proposals to you. Uncle T. There's this idea that I have. There is this app. If you invest in this app, this app will change the world. It's the next Instagram. See, before you invest in anybody's business, always ask them, how much of your own money is in it? I can never invest something if you don't have you yourself a skin in the game. You must have spent your own money. You must have sold something. You must have sold something. Sell something to invest in your... If you truly believe in that business or that idea, sell something. If you don't have something, sell it to invest in it. But that you are not willing to sacrifice anything. It's not my own breakthrough that wants to fund your idea. It can't happen. Because let me tell you this. Anything you don't sacrifice for, you don't pay attention to. That's why one of the reasons why God tells us, He says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. You know the reason why some people don't care about God? They have no investment in God's kingdom. And God knows that's one of the reasons why He tells you, let your He said, let up your treasure in heaven, not on earth. The reason why a lot of believers are so carnal today and materialistic, they are not heavenly minded, is because they have no skin in the game of the kingdom. They have no skin in the game, so they don't care whether. Whether souls are saved or not, they don't care. Whether people come to church or not, they don't care. Because they have no skin in the game in the first place. And that's the way it also happens. When you invest in people's idea, and they themselves have no skin in the game, that money is gone. They will sleep till 10 a.m. And it's not that they worked overnight. 
They slept 8 p.m. And they are waking up 10 a.m. Because they are CEOs now. You know the ideology of CEO many people have is a soft life CEO. People that wake up anytime they like, sleep anytime they like, do anything they like, when they like. Don't believe what you see on Instagram, please. It's a world of delusion. Number next. Realize that given time, there is no money that cannot finish. If you understand that, you will have enough wisdom and discipline to manage the financial breakthrough. There is no money that cannot finish. A politician said in this country, he named June 12 after him. I don't need to mention his name. You know what I'm talking about. He said, he said if they put the devourer in my world, he said, even the devourer will die there inside the world. That the world will kill the devourer. Where's the money now? It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. There is no money that cannot finish. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Especially when the money is handed over to untrained children. It's money that cannot finish. So you must always remind yourself that no matter how much the money is, always remind yourself this money can finish. This money can finish. You have more millionaire. All you need is one bank charges. You are no longer a millionaire. <laughs> Just one. Five naira. How much did they remove that for bank charges? Fifty naira. Those guys are boiling. <laughs> you are no longer, you are now a thousand here. Always remind yourself. And you see, with many 50 nairas and transaction, you will wake up one day, check your alerts. You will now be going through debit alert and alerts. You know, no, 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 no. It can't be. It's not that it can't be. It has been. The money is gone. I've kissed it goodbye. I always remind myself that there is no money that cannot finish. There is no money. There is no money. Your financial strength is not in what you make, it's in what you keep. It's in what you keep. So you can be making so much and have nothing to show for it. Next, to manage a financial breakthrough, don't despise the most important people in your life. Don't what? Despise the most important people in your life. What some people do when they experience a financial breakthrough is all of a sudden nobody matters anymore. Nobody matters anymore. Their parents can't talk to them anymore. Their pastor can't talk to them anymore. They are now a big man. And I'm a big girl. You can't talk to me like that. Do you know who I am? Who are you? Who are you? Don't despise. Even especially your friends. They may not be as rich as you. But remember, there was a time you were not also as rich as that. You may need those friends one day. May need those friends one day. You now you you have four cars. Maybe your friend is still believing God for a car, and it is a good friendship. You know that it's not that this person is lazy. They have good values and they are working. Don't despise them. You know the problem with many people when they experience a financial breakthrough, they change all their friends. How dumb thou art! They now start making friends only at the level where they are. Those people is no, they are not your friends. They are status symbols. They are not your friends. Because the day you lose everything, you will realize who your true friends are. The last two, as much as you can when you experience a financial breakthrough, get rid of your debts. Get rid of your debts or start reducing it. 
You know, there are two types of debt. Number one, there is good debt, there is bad debt. Maybe I'll talk more about that on Wednesday at the midweek recharge. The Bible says in Proverbs 22 and verse 7, it says, the rich, the rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. So as you begin to experience a breakthrough, begin to reduce it. Or maybe you've done business, you know, or maybe, you know, just did business or something. As a breakthrough comes, begin to reduce it. Begin to reduce it. Even if there's still debt, make sure you are using it to run other businesses. Don't use that to fund your personal lifestyle. Don't buy shoe on credit. I hear what I'm saying. It's a liability. Don't do that. Don't buy phone on credit. If you bought iPhone 14 on credit, 15 is coming out now. What will you do? Vision Pro is coming out in January. What will you do? You sell your kidney? You know, there was a time they had, I had that people were selling kidneys to buy iPhone. If you sold one kidney, which one will you sell now? You will die. Your spirit will use the Vision Pro. <laughs> and last but not the least, protect yourself. When you express a financial breakthrough, protect yourself spiritually, legally, physically, emotionally, and health wise. Just protect yourself. Just write that protect yourself. You know why? The more you increase financially, the more people will come after you. Uh, there are some dimensions you may not understand now about life. Until God begins to bring a dimension of wealth into your life. Protect yourself legally. As you begin to increase financially in business, right, in finances, you must have a friend that is a lawyer. Or depending on the size of your business, you must have a lawyer on retainership. Or somebody will just bring one thing one day and sue you. You don't understand legal matters. All your breakthrough can be wiped out in one hour. Also, that time you need to become more spiritual. Because you see, when you experience a breakthrough, now everybody can see you, both the good, the bad, the evil, and the ugly. Some people will look at you and say, why do you deserve it? Why you? Why not me? I mean... So they become, you know, the guy. They believe, why not me? Why you? And let me tell you this. People don't need to say words. The heel will of men alone is powerful in the realm of the spirit. When people wish evil of you, let me tell you this, it can become a reality. They don't need to say it. You need to understand the power of the, of the mind, the power of the human will, the power of the human spirit. At that point, that's not when you'll be lounging. You that you don't drink before, you are not going to a club. You are just drinking beer every Friday. You are becoming spiritually vulnerable. And I say, my, my wife will be praying for me. Really? That's the time you become more serious with God. And you also protect yourself health-wise. Because the mistake many people make is, when they are very young, they use their strength to get wealth. And when they become old, they use the wealth to get back their strength and their health. Eat well. Sleep well. Sometimes, some of us, especially women, it's not skincare you need. It's not cream. It's fruit. Eat fruit. Like first lady will say, eat fruit and drink water well and sleep well. Some men always take energy drink, energy drink, energy drink. Those things have side effects. You don't need external energy drink if you are well rested and you eat well. Spend time fasting. Now, you see, one of the things money will take away from you is your trust in God if you allow it. That's why God said you can't serve me and mammon. Money will take away your trust in God. The moment a dimension of money enters your hand, one of the things you will notice is your prayer life will reduce. You 
that you didn't used to fall asleep while praying before. Now you'll be falling as sherry, sherry. Just be, come on, just be sleeping anyhow. And you'll be saying, God understands. He understands that you have become lethargic. Another thing that we drop is fasting. Just realize you are just hiding. Just hiding. Why? Because now you are eating more. Because you can afford to eat anything now. Before you plan your eating. But now you can just walk into Marius. You can walk into Shara. You don't even ask for the price of anything. It's after you finish eating. You don't even ask for the price. You just give them your ATM card. When they say something is wrong, exactly, swipe it again. What's wrong with you? There's money there. Because now you can eat anything. No fasting. And let me tell you this. Every year as a church, we fast. In the beginning of the year, you have missed the one in the year. The beginning of the year, mid-year, we fast. So during Kodred, we are fasting. So, so you fast. <laughs> because I have the mantra, if you don't want to be slow, fast. It's more than a quotable quote. It's reality. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank